Hello and welcome back to Park It Here. This is John Ryder with the Community Relations Division of Louisville Parks and Recreation. I'm here with Aaron Henry, who produces the broadcast. Today we're going to be speaking with Kevin Kenny, who is a recreation manager with uh, Metro Parks. Uh, you may recall, if you listened to our last podcast, we talked with Kyle Dock, who is the supervisor at Portland Community Center, and Lanisha Beasley, who fills that same role at South Louisville. Um, Kevin is a rec manager, so he oversees um, activity at several centers. You'll hear about um, how he describes that part of his job but. Also, uh, the thing that is interesting about Kevin is is that he raises goats. He is a longtime farmer, takes uh, several of his animals to the Kentucky State Fair and other competitions across the country every year. So let's listen to what Kevin has to say, and we'll be back um, after we're done with that conversation. All right, so we're here with Kevin Kenny. Kevin, uh, can you describe just how you came to Metro Parks and uh, how long you've been here and maybe what you did before you came to us? Sure. Um, I've been with Louisville Metro Parks now for close to nine years. Um, so I started out in my career after college, um, studying recreation at Western Kentucky University. Um, it, the extension service, 4-H, I was 4-H agent, and did agricultural programming and environmental education with kids. And ended up going to Nashville Parks and worked down there for about eight years as a manager in the outdoor recreation program. Was the first urban, or second urban naturalist for the city of Nashville. Um, and did a lot of things with, the, with our community centers that were there, like we do here. You know, outdoor recreation, hiking trails, sports, um, all those type of fun things. And um, realized it was time to come home. And I came home and um, pursued um, multiple interviews with mm-hmm. Louisville Metro Parks until actually they were able to, to hire. They had a freeze on after I interviewed. <laughs> and so that kind of set me back for a little while. But um, so I've been here. Um, started out with Shelby Park Community Center um, as a supervisor and mm-hmm. then transferred over to Beachmont and then moved into a manager's position here. Um, so <clears throat> I think when, <clears throat> excuse me, I think when I when I first met you, I, I believe you were at, Be- at Beachmont Community Center. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that center, what your experience was there? Um, a, a few weeks back, we, we were over there walking around the grounds, and I know there, there have been a lot of renovations that have taken place there um, with it, the fitness center. Uh, yeah. Just give, me, give us a picture of sort of what you believe that center is, is like. Well, Beachmont, there, going into Beachmont every day, there was never a bad day. Um, a lot of people don't believe that because, you know, you have to go to work and work can be bad. But it was always a happy time to go in there. It's such a loving community that's over in Beachmont. Um, it's a very international population, mm-hmm. but yet it also has a lot of um, seniors that, that grew up with their kids there, worked there at the Naval Ordinance, lived there their whole lives, and are so bought into the facility, mm-hmm. and they want to be there every day. And they come in every single day, and they, they want to spend you know two hours chit-chatting with you about what's going on. And, and they, they get to know your family, know who you are, know what your interests are. And there was one lady that drove from Taylorsville, Kentucky, every day just to play Pinochle. Mm-hmm. And um, I happened to tell her, um, she baked stuff in that, and I happened to make the comment to her about that my grandma used to make lemon meringue pies when I was a kid. <laughs> And next thing I know, she brought one in because I hadn't had one forever. So Beachmont just is a, it's a great facility. Um, when I got over there, it had a lot of wonderful things going on, but it was really known more for seniors and adult fitness programming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an old school, so it was never really designed to be a recreation center. And it had um, some needs for improvement. Um, you know, some walls need to come down, some um, rooms need to be renovated, new, mm-hmm. new roof need to go on the building. There were some, some simple things that need to be upkeep, but it's a great overall structure of a facility. 
Um, but when I got there, um, we didn't have a lot of kids. And I, the first thing I did was ask my staff to, you know, to go out and try to find kids. Mm-hmm. And we ended up bringing in a lot of children into the facility, um, a lot of youth programming. Um, we don't have a gymnasium there, but we had three basketball teams. Mm-hmm. So it just shows that there's That's an interest great. in the community. Um, and so we ended up going through some renovation projects. Um, we were able to get some funding. We started with turning the billiards room into a yoga and fitness room. Mm-hmm. Um, we then went through the, the front level of the building and changed out the flooring. Um, redesigned the, the main office, um, got a lot of new equipment mm-hmm. um, in the game room, in the pottery studio. Mm-hmm. And then we got lucky enough that we had some more funding um, that was given to us and we were able to renovate the basement and make it into an actual um, cardio weight room facility. And there's also a theater, uh, like a, basically a fully functioning yeah, theater yeah. down there in the basement also. Yeah, as well, we, right? we did some junior theater programming. Um, so we have a stage, um, a, a sound system, mm-hmm. um, state of the art um, sound system. Um, we have projector units, um, blackout curtains, so the room can be used really for almost anything, but definitely it's a, a theater space. So if you don't know where the Beachmont neighborhood is necessarily, and, and I'm assuming there are probably some people that will listen to this who won't know, it's it's roughly between, off Southern Parkway, between Churchill Downs and Iroquois Park. Yes. Is that yeah. is yes. that accurate yeah. to say? 205 West Wellington Avenue, <laughs> right off 3rd Street. Hey, what's the telephone number there, Kevin? It is 361-5484. See, you've been gone out of there for a while, but you still remember what the telephone <laughs> yes. number is. That's great. Yes. Um, so what are you doing now? What is your responsibility as a, as a recreation manager for Metro Parks? Um, so I'm actually in a position that I think is, is, is meets my talent and interests and also benefits all the community centers because as a manager, I'm not just giving leadership and direction and programming to one location. Mm-hmm. I'm actually able to branch out with all of the centers and help push programming, new ideas, um, renovate some of the buildings. I, I got to work with Shawnee Community Center and we've redid their entire kitchen um, and brought it up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, we've worked with Metro Arts um, and renovated their building. Um, we did, you know, facelift of painting, air conditioned units outside. Um, and with this position, I have, you know, I can help the staff to bring new ideas, find ways of doing programming. Like we found some money to do a welding program at Metro Arts. Mm-hmm. So now we have an actual adult welding class. And we had Brad Meredith on uh, the, a few months ago, and uh, he was talking about how that welding program was. You know, it served a sort of a, you know, sort of an artistic purpose, also a practical purpose. It was sort of meant to maybe introduce people who were looking for another career to become welders. Yeah, yes. And that, I mean, that's what's really interesting with Metro Arts itself is that, um, you know, if you watch the Restore My Car or Redo a House, all those TV shows that are, you know, about fixer-uppers, um, those are artists mm-hmm. that are doing that. And if you, if you watch those shows, you know, they're making banisters from welding materials that are just amazing. And that's a skill that people can learn. Mm-hmm. And it's a trade skill and they can then take that. We have a, a wonderful staff person with her named Rhonda who um, is really skilled with glass work mm-hmm. and doing glass mosaics and backsplashes and making glass beads and stained glass windows. It's art, but it's also functional art and it's a career. I mean, mm-hmm. she's made a, a, a livelihood out of that. And so we, we're offering those programs, and that's what I think is neat about this row is I can help develop things that, so for the community, mm-hmm. um, work with the staff. We're getting ready to start a, just a bowling league. We don't have a bowling league. We have basketball, volleyball, mm-hmm. all those type of things, but Newburgh's going to actually host a bowling league now for the kids. So and it was just an idea that let's try something different for kids that maybe don't want to play basketball. And what are the ages going to be for the, the bowling league? It's going to be um, all age groups, so we're going to have um, – like, you know, six to 10 year olds and then teens as well. And you can find the uh, information about the Newburgh Community Center at bestparkscenter.com. Um, that's one of how many centers do we have now, Kevin? We have 12. 12. 
So which ones are you over now, in addition to uh, Metro Arts and um, Newburgh? I give leadership to Beachmont, um, Newburgh, South Louisville, and Metro Arts. Mm -hmm. So I have four of the 12. There's a lot going on. We had Lanisha Beasley, who is the uh, uh, rec supervisor over at South Louisville on our last podcast. One thing that we talked a little bit about were, were summer camps. Um, what is what is sort of your thinking on what we, as a department, should be offering during summer camps, and, and uh, what is, what are we looking forward to this this summer? I know we're, we haven't even started. We just left summer. Right, right. Uh, we right. haven't even started the winter part yet. But what, with an eye towards next summer, what do you think we're going to be in store for? I think that you know we're, we're still in that process of, of fleshing things out, but definitely our open programming has been very successful, mm -hmm. um, where kids can come in and do free programming basically. Um, and then they do the field trips and the special events where they have to pay for those type of things. But it's a place for people to be there all day long mm -hmm. um, and take part in recreation that's you know supervised and led by staff. We definitely have some specific um, camp type programs, and one that I see is continuing with is a partnership with the Louisville Visual Art Association. Mm -hmm. um, that's at Metro Arts, and they'll be doing our summer camp program there for kids. And I have an emphasis on art specifics. Um, I think in the, going into the year, um, we need to look at doing some camps that are geared towards maybe sports or fitness or you know theater that are just specifics for that time frame mm -hmm. and that structure and that's what the people are interested in and let them sign up we have a lot of environmental camps mm -hmm. that work that way and kids <coughs> come to learn just about the outdoors so i see us that is a, a way for us to go with the community centers and have the, the open programming where kids can come in but then have those specific camps that are designed for that one discipline that they want to come and study well let's talk about you just a little bit too um <clears throat> I, I, you, I believe that you're one of the few, you mentioned your environmental education background. Now, where did you grow up in this area? Do you, are you from Louisville? I'm from Louisville. Mm -hmm. um, I was very blessed to uh, live out on the outskirts of town. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was a kid, we were the last house um, in Jefferson County on Shelbyville Road. Mm -hmm. And so we were straddling the, the Shelby County line. Um, when I was a kid, we didn't have city water out mm -hmm. there. There was no cable TV. Mm -hmm. um, we almost had a telephone on a, you know, a, wire up on the post like green acres it was very rural it's very developed now it's out past middletown but that's where i grew up um mm -hmm. was able to go to school you know in, in downtown butchertown mm -hmm. um, a lot of my family is in the the saint matthews area crescent hill area so i kind of had the, the ability to be in both worlds so the city and the country one of the things that i i, I found fascinating with you what i'm going to go ahead and bring up and i'm sure you know this is coming but yes. you you are a champion uh i don't even know how i'd call it goat Razor shepherd shepherd. shepherd. Thank you. Well, that shepherd. would make sense, yeah. right? Shepherd, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, so you were you were you've been to how many state fairs? Well, this was our thirty fourth state fair. Mm -hmm. um, we've had dairy goats for forty years. Forty years. Um, forty years since I was a little kid. You mm -hmm. can do the math. Um, but it's it was a four H project. The way it started, um, we moved to the country when I was real little. My mom was from an agricultural background. My dad grew up on Lexington Road, and mm -hmm. you know was not interested in animals and farming. But they wanted us to be out there in the country so we could have horses and things. And um, my sister was really big into horses and barrel racing. And I had a horseless horse 4-H project, which means you do the paperwork, but you don't have an animal. Mm -hmm. And so that shows how much interest I had in horses. And um, so my mom bought me a horse. And for about three weeks, I didn't even know they had sold the horse. <laughs> I, I had no idea. And when yeah. I went looking for it, and they said, you know, the horse has been gone for three weeks. But I had an interest in goats. And so, you know, with horses, you have a pet goat, and as we started out with, it was just a pet goat. Mm -hmm. um, and then it became a full-fledged forage project. Mm -hmm. um, I served um, 
as, as a 4-H club member and worked through that project and attended the state fair since an early age. Basically, was raised since I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, we've shown nationally. Um, we have um, genetics in Canada. We've sold our animals into Canada, which was very exciting. Um, I served on the national board. Mm-hmm. So like everything, there's a, a hobby and a board, and there's the American Dairy Goat Association's um, board. And I served on that national board for six years and gave leadership to our district. What do you enjoy about tending to goats? You know, it, they're... It's a lot of work. Um, a lot of people don't realize that it, you have to milk them twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's early in the morning. It's late at night. Um, then you go to work and during those hours in the middle of the day, so you really never stop. Um, there's always something to do. But I think what's enjoyable is um, each one has its own personality. Mm-hmm. They have their own names. They're highly intelligent animals. Um, they don't eat trash and cans and all of that. They're very um, inquisitive by nature, so mm-hmm. they're always nibbling at things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you build a bond with them, much like a dog mm-hmm. or a pet, because they have their names. Cows are the same way. I mean, animals are very social. And it's just, you know, that connection you make every morning because you're there um, really to see them born. Mm-hmm. And if they're lucky enough to be really good and stay within the show herd and, and be a show animal and do very well, um, you have all those memories with them. But then you're there to, to see them pass away too. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, that's the hard part of it and you wonder why am I doing all of this because you know you'll be in the barn at three in the morning and matter of fact an example I we had a, a dance um, here with Metro Parks for our teens over mm-hmm. in South Louisville and um, I had a doe that was in labor um, she wasn't close enough yet so I left went to the teen dance got home 11 o'clock at night had to have the vet out um, and we ended up having to, to pull that kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was having complications to come through the birth canal and lost the mother during oh. that process. But the kid survived. Mm-hmm. And we have this beautiful daughter that reminds you of all the genetics that are prior to that. Because mm-hmm. they're all pedigreed and you know you know, really kind of where they started with animal A to where they are now. And as a shepherd, you know those animals. You know who's in that genetics. And, and I could recite. I can't spell. Mm-hmm. I can't do math. But I can tell you all the animals that are in those pedigrees and just names there's a road over here on by beachmont called wampum mm-hmm. well in the goat world there was a very um famous buck named sodium oaks wampum mm-hmm. so when i see that i think of him so i mean it, it's just just connection you have and it's part of being part of nature and part of of the natural order of the world yeah, it's, it's, it yeah. sounds like there's a lot of compassion involved it also sounds yeah. like there's science yes yes um, so what different like how many different types of sorry if, it, if i'm sounding ignorant no. about this because i'm i had an experience with my daughter at king's island um, they have a petting zoo. Do you do you enjoy going to those, or is there a part of you that hates seeing them subjected to that sort of thing? No, I mean, it, goats love to be rubbed on, and, and petting zoos are a good way to educate people about animals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are a number of different breeds, and each breed has its own personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the animals that end up at a zoo, you know, they're they're well tended to. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that, that that upset you is when you sell an animal to somebody and they don't follow the the herd management practices to mm-hmm. keep that animal in its top condition. That's when you, you get upset and, and you, you know you've raised that animal and then somebody else has it and they've not fed it as well. I paid $3 for a, a handful of hay while we were out there and my daughter stuck half of the hay in her hand and was feeding a goat and then stuck the other half in her back pocket so you could probably guess what happened. Yeah, the goat was eating her back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, while she was I feeding one, that. the rest yeah. of them came up there and were eating yeah. yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I, you know, she, she really, she really enjoys, she really enjoys them. They're her favorites. That, that's, I mean, I, I can relate to that. I mean, when I was a kid, um, they couldn't get me out of the state fair goat barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just there one day touring and probably spent all of our 
time at the fair in the barn and they're just there's just something about it if i you know win the lottery i would love to have my own cheese line and mm-hmm. actually process cheese and and have that whole industry i'm getting old now so <laughs> it's a lot of work i'm also enjoying not having to milk every morning right now because they're in the drought season mm-hmm. um we are going to one more show in november um which how many do you how many do you have um, currently right now there's 29 adult does and there's 20 kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, but that's, that's a low number for me. That's, that's, a low <laughs> that's been a much higher. All right, Kevin. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Kevin. Thanks to Aaron. Uh, a couple things to bring up here. Um, the jack-o'-lantern spectacular is still ongoing at Iroquois park. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be going on through the first week of November. So if you haven't been out there yet, bring the family out. Um, usually during the week, if you're worried about the crowds, it's, a little bit lighter than if you're going to go on a Friday or Saturday night, so you may want to consider going on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. The other thing is is that we're it's not too far ahead to look towards the holidays. Um, the city is seeking a Christmas tree for the Light Up Louisville celebration. Um, so go to uh, bestparksever.com for more information. Or if you have a 40 to 45-foot blue spruce or appropriate tree uh, that you'd like to see downtown, for the Light Up Louisville celebration, please call 502-574-7275 for more information. I think that just about does it. For Park It Here, for Aaron, this is John. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you next time.